Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day. The Rock's ready to go yeah. under the Friday night lights at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. ESPN's Mike Bellotti tells us why BYU has a good chance to go undefeated and if a non-P5 player can win the Heisman. Plus, one-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall. Behind the scenes of Jim McMahon's Hall of Fame weekend and getting swaggy with Nicole Williams. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The party's here on the west side. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, October 3rd. This morning, I was thinking of the Lego movie. The part when it's like, I, I, can, I can build a spaceship? Spaceship! Spaceship! <laughs> and then I was like, game day! Game day! That's how we I feel. I love it. I love it. And we're in the stadium. It looks fantastic. We got the royal blue uh, helmet that BYU, well, it's accented royal blue, helmet that BYU is going to use tonight. I'm excited. Plus, Jim McMahon's going to be in the house. How, it's Does a it huge get day. better than that? Friday night, ESPN. This is fantastic. The bi- we survived the bye week. Okay. Yeah. It's, bye week's it's been, been nearly two weeks. Football is back in Provo. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with his royal snarkiness, Jerem Jordan. Thank you. Double meaning. Thank you. The ro- you see the Royal See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Good for you. As we mentioned, game day here at LES. A Royal out, 18th-ranked BYU, trying to go 5-0 and against in-state foe Utah State. And on the night, Jim McMahon's jersey will be retired. It's going to be fantastic. That'll happen at halftime on Countdown to Kickoff. He'll be live right here on the set with you. We'll have Blaine Fowler up here, former teammate of his as well. It's guaranteed to be a special night. And uh, BYU fans expect a blowout, as we're finding on Twitter, out on Twitter with no Chucky e. Keaton. Yeah, more, more on I'd that say, in a bit. I say be careful. But first, Jerem. Headbands on! Yep, headbands on. For McMahon. Yeah. We have... Let's just hope a helicopter doesn't go by right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like... My, is my head too wide? It's like the letters have spread out. Yeah, it, it, I wrote McMahon on my uh, I ro- And I wrote hashtag BYUS on Self-promoter. Yes. Well, that's what we promoter. do. Yeah, yeah. Shameless promotions? Absolutely. <laughs> that's what we're all about here. We're nonprofit, man. BYU Sports Nation. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. I feel so rebellious right now. Started off with today's Twitter question. What result would satisfy you tonight as BYU takes on Utah State? Hmm. No Chucky e. Keaton. BYU ranked in the house. What do you expect? At Pork Chop Express. Nice. McMahon comes off the sideline to throw a game-winning Hail Mary. I'd be satisfied with that hashtag low expectation. Wow. Wouldn't it be awesome just to see him throw a pass, any pass, you know, just down on the field? Oh, yeah. One more time. No, like, no, no, no. He does not need that. I know he His doesn't need it. His legacy is but it, cemented. But it would be cool to see him throw a ball in Lavelle Edwards Stadium one more time. How far do you expect it to go, man? Clay, no, no, no. Just let him. Clay Brown just, in town. Just let the jersey be retired. And okay, fine. Boom. Lavelle Edwards also, his induction last night was really cool. And to set that up, listen to what athletic director and four-time Super Bowl champion Tom Homo told us on BYU Sports Nation about Jimmy Mack. I was there and I saw a lot of the games that he played, especially the great ones when he was the starter and, and broke all the records. So he's a great teammate, probably the best teammate I've ever had mm. in any level. How fitting is it that he's honored the night the royal blue uniforms resurfaced. That just worked out really well. The timing worked out great. 
Good for Jim McMahon. Good for BYU. It's going to be a special night. You can't plan stuff like that. I mean, it... it the it, BYU sports gods do. That's what they do. Yeah, it, it worked out perfectly. You know what we should do right now? Hmm. What's trending? Rise and shout, my friends. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Game day. Game day. <laughs> Game day. Game day. Unranked Arizona goes into Eugene, Oregon last night as a 23-point underdog. And wins. And beats the number two ranked Oregon Ducks. 31-24. The wake-up call has been issued for Bronco Mendenhall and BYU, who are a 20-and-a-half point favorite tonight against Utah State. My favorite part about uh, live broadcasts is that there's someone doing something down below us that's really loud, and it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this just in. Utah State's not Arizona, Spencer. They're not. They're not even close. Utah State lost to Arkansas State. Arizona was an undefeated team. I know, I know they barely escaped uh, Texas San Antonio and got a Hail Mary against Cal, trailed by 22 at the half. Utah State is not Arizona. It's not the same. BYU is going to win this by 17-plus tonight. I really feel that way. I don't think BYU loses this game. No. At all. And it's a, well, I talked about it Monday with but Trevor Maddich. It's a must-blowout blow situation. <laughs> Which he loved, by the way. But no team in America is immune sure, yeah. to what happened to Oregon. I mean, if it was a weird game. They turned the ball over in really bad places. They had some very untimely penalties. We're going to ask Mike Bellotti what scenario has to happen for Utah State to stun BYU tonight, ESPN college football analyst. Uh, we'll also maybe ask him where uh, BYU – no, we won't. It fits Would in the Pac-12? In the Pac-12? No, no, we, we won't, we won't no we're not going that. there. Okay. The point is, besides the Utah State players – and a few delusional Utah State fans, nobody's given the Aggies a chance to win this game. Do we need to temper the expectations of BYU fans, however? I, I do have an overall concern with BYU fans at this point, thinking that BYU is going to play everyone like they played Texas. I think that's a peak moment. I think BYU is very good, but I think it's dangerous to expect perfection every game. What? You shouldn't strive to be the best you can be? That's not what I'm saying. Be happy with winning. I am happy with eight-point wins over Houston and Virginia. Sure, there are things to clean up. Penalties, the pass rush, we've addressed all of this. I will never complain in a win. Never. But BYU needs to blow Utah State out. This is a situation where you need to blow Utah State out. A couple other teams this weekend are going to lose. But uh, ahead of BYU, I imagine, in several good ranked matchups. So... BYU can climb the polls by winning and winning big. 18th-ranked BYU's drive for a 5-0 start goes through Utah State tonight on their home field. The game will be broadcast live on ESPN, 10-15 Eastern, 8-15 Mountain. Get ready for the game, watching Countdown to kickoff, 7 Mountain, 9 Eastern. Jim McMahon on the set. Yeah, that, the first segment, Jim McMahon's going to be on the set. It's going to be fantastic, so don't miss that 9 Eastern time tonight. It's been a long time. Since Utah State has come into this building, it's not a building really, it's a stadium, into this stadium and won a game, which brings us to the stat of the day. (laughs) It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler! 36! It's been 36 years since Utah State won at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A quarterback by the name of Jim McMahon Mm. and Mark Wilson split time that day against Utah State. That season, 78, just an okay season. Lavelle Edwards says, listen... Mark Wilson is going to be a senior in 79. We're going to play him. We're going to redshirt Jim McMahon. He thought about transferring. He didn't. 
There was a BYU quarterback recently that had a similar situation. He transferred. Mm. That didn't work out mm. for him. Jim McMahon stayed, and then in 80 produced the first-ever 4,000 passing yard season. Hail Mary against SMU, 81, and so forth, so on and so forth. Super Bowl champ, college football Hall of Famer. Fact, it's been a long time since Utah State <laughs> yeah. won in Provo. And it's not going to happen tonight. Another fact, Jim McMahon was a really good quarterback. This, this Breaking. <laughs> developing news. Yeah. <laughs> Another fact, I, well, okay, this is more of an opinion. I believe BYU Sports Nation. I thought you were going to say that we will win. Needs to, uh, yeah, I do believe we will win. They need to lower expectations just a little bit. The, the things that we're seeing on In Twitter thus far, BYU's not going to win by 50 you know, it's not yeah, going to be a perfect game. I think it's dangerous to think, oh, yeah, BYU is uh, like a top five team. Yes, BYU is very good. Worry about winning and hopefully getting some style points. You brought up a fantastic it's not, point. This it's not morning. a need. It's a want. The need is winning. The want is winning big. I'm trying to give you some credit. You brought up a fantastic point this morning. BYU in Texas one? was a peak moment yeah, for this team. Could be. The expectation now is like, oh, well, we that did that every to Texas. Game will be we like should that. do that to every team we play. Like, ah, uh, come on. BYU has won the last two games by eight points. It should have been more, sure. But BYU's 4-0 and ranked 18th. I think that's a fantastic situation. Don't complain about winning. Don't. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm just saying if BYU not doesn't. You. Not you. I'm saying to fans because as we've thrown out our Twitter question, a lot of people with lofty expectations, and we asked about a minimum. Not not the yeah. maximum. What what would yeah what would be satisfying? And people are like, well, right. I don't know, fifty point win would satisfy me. Like yeah, come, like come seventeen on. plus come to me. On. This is one of my seventeen plus games. But on. the li- but the line is what twenty? <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty and a half and a half twenty point five. Don't forget that half, man. <laughs> so what would what what's the answer for you? What would, to me seventeen plus would satisfy me for sure. If BYU wins this game by two touchdowns, I'm totally okay with that. I'm okay with that. You win by two touchdowns on Friday night on ESPN, great. And we saw UCF and Houston face each other yesterday, and, and boy, was that interesting. Houston uh, should have won the game. Was it? Is it Kevin Ward? I can't remember if it's Kevin or Greg Ward. I must know yeah. a guy that's yeah. the other guy. Goes in, uh, Houston pulls o- or corn because he struggled. Dives into the end zone, loses the ball, fumble, touchback, game over. Oh. Otherwise, Houston beats UCF. Yeah, Houston wins against UCF's Central good, Florida. but they're not as good as we originally thought during the summer. They've struggled. What result would satisfy you tonight as BYU takes on Utah State? It's winter time. At Joe Zialisa, after Taysom Hill scores his first touchdown, I want him to remove his helmet to reveal a white headband. And Ray-Bans. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would totally be it worth the 15-yard penalty. Would it? Yeah. As <laughs> totally. long as Trevor Sampson makes that PAT or it's on a kickoff or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That would be awesome. Uh, that's a well-cogitated tweet by Joe Zialisa. At J underscore B Winters. A shutout. Okay, here we go. And every time Utah State punts the ball, we chant E-I-E-I-O. Oh, my gosh. Hashtag move aside. Was it the... Uh, is it the Geico commercial that's like, well, did you know that old McDonald wasn't that good at spelling? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that's the one. At Johnny Dangerman, one, win. Two, lots of offense. Three, win. Four, no turnovers. Five, win. Six, look really good in the first half. First Hashtag half, okay. East Coast bias. Now that's that, a great that, That's that a great a fantastic point. Because it's a 10-15 kick. People were going to bed on the East Coast at halftime. 
That's what worked for BYU against Houston. They came out firing. 23-0. And some East Coast televisions probably turned up like, yeah, okay, BYU's going to blow them out. Okay, not as many people are actually, I think, watching as much as just looking at a box score. Okay? So if you can make that box score sparkle, that's what we're talking about. Some good numbers. Notably, margin of victory. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, the BYU Hall of Fame induction last night. The four other inductees are Kelly Parkinson Evanson in gymnastics, Dmitry Malinovsky in swimming, Tara Rohatinsky, Northcutt in cross country and track, and Alicia Kramer Rose in soccer. A lot of married people in that induction class, aren't there? Yeah. <laughs> and you called this last night, 10th uh, ranked volleyball, 1 and 4 against San Francisco. Whitney Young, 17 blocks. 17 blocks. That's tied for first in the rally era in BYU history. Awesome. A really good performance. BYU 4-0 in conference and showing why they're the number 10 team in the country in women's volleyball. Up next, Mike Bellotti, former Oregon head coach. Yes, that Mike Bellotti that BYU beat 38-8 in the 2006 Las Vegas Bowl. He's calling the game tonight for ESPN Color Commentary. We'll get his national take next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on game day, game day. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, 9 Eastern, we'll get you ready for BYU and Utah State with countdown to kickoff live from right here, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan, David Nixon, Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann, Andy Boyce, Lauren Frankham. Did I miss anybody? I think you got That's everybody. That's our seven, their seven-person talent. Uh, we'll get you ready. Watch BYU warm up in the Royal Blues on the field, and Jim McMahon will join us live in countdown to kickoff. It's going to be fantastic. The tonight. signage is in the stadium. Everybody's going to come watch tonight to see his jersey retired, the number revealed. Yeah, big stuff happening behind us right now. The Rock getting ready. It's, it's oh, they're, st- they're laying out some swag right now. Yeah, we'll tell you that. They're laying out some, some good stuff happening. Our Twitter question today is, how can BYU satisfy you against Utah State tonight in terms of how they win, if they win? What is satisfying for you, BYU Sports Nation, we've seen some really high expectations. 20.5-point favorites. Satisfying seems like what's the minimum threshold of success, not what, what do you actually want to happen. <laughs> That's what it kind of turned into. <laughs> Earlier this morning, we talked to Mike Bellotti, former head coach of the Oregon Ducks from 95 to 2008, college football Hall of Famer, and the color commentator for ESPN tonight. He will call the game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium with Dave Fleming. And we got his national perspective on a lot of different things revolving around BYU football. Take a listen. BYU football on the national stage again tonight. Mike, good chance they'll be favored in every remaining game on their schedule. Let's play the hypothetical game. If BYU goes undefeated, and I know that's a big if, what's the best-case scenario for BYU's bowl game situation? Well, the best-case scenario is to get into the national playoff. I mean, the reality is they're a little bit dependent on what happens in the Power Five conferences, in all honesty, uh, because I'm not sure that their strength of schedule uh, is going to be strong enough or valued enough. And, again, that's not any fault of theirs. They're trying to do that type of thing, and they're a very, very good football team. I just think that the committee will look at it and say, you know, what happens now, and are there undefeated 
uh, conference champions. It looks as if they may not be from the Pac-12, but you never know. So it's always interesting. And I think the one thing about this whole playoff situation is strength of schedule and the evaluation will go down to the very last game of the season. There's going to be nobody, you know, we're going to pencil this guy in right now. It's not going to work that way this yeah. year. Yeah, and it's fun to project, but you're right, it's going to change a lot. What kind of shot do you actually give BYU of finishing the regular season undefeated? I think they have a very good chance. I think that they are a quality team, you know, looking at their schedule going forward. I mean, you can say any of those could be a trap game, but the reality is I think that they're, uh, and I'm, I'm going to look and take a quick peek here, you know, Central Florida, uh, Nevada's playing well. Uh, Boise is always tough, but they may not be as good as they've been. You know, they're playing Cal. It looks like uh, late October, uh, late November, and who knows? You know what that Cal team you know, can score a lot of points, but sure. can they play defense? So it's just it's going to be more or less if BYU takes care of business. And with Broncos' philosophy about you know it's a nameless, faceless opponent, we're just we're going against ourselves every week. I think they have the right approach and the right attitude. It's going to be more. You know, can some of the other Power Five conferences fall off? Is there a one-loss or a two-loss champion? And BYU has to win their games and then continue to hang around and hope that you know something good falls their way. Mike Bellotti, ESPN College Football Analyst and former head coach of the Oregon Ducks on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, you brought up Bronco Mendenhall. You coached against him in the 2006 Las Vegas Bowl. You know him. Given what happened last night between Arizona and Oregon, can you pretty much guarantee that Bronco is, is bringing that up at some point today for his team to avoid an upset tonight against Utah State? I, I think he'll remind them about the point spread and that that doesn't win games. And, uh, you know, I, I love Bronco's intensity, his attention to detail. Uh, he's an awesome football coach. And I, I always said this, I got a chance to talk with Taysom Hill yesterday. I said, how's it, how's it, what's it like playing for Bronco Mendenhall? I said, anybody named Bronco has to be pretty tough, doesn't he? <laughs> and he laughed and he, and he just said, yeah, I think so. And, and I just said, well, because I think it affects their entire team. When I watch BYU play, the one thing that two things stand out to me on offense how physical the offensive line is i mean they're playing from snap to whistle there's tremendous amount of aggressive uh almost violence in what they try to do and then on defense those guys are flying around and the numbers of players in the picture at the end of the play and they're flying to the football and that's what you want i think some of the greatest compliments I ever received as a coach was from other coaches saying, wow, your players play really hard. And I know that people say that about a Bronco Mendenhall coach BYU team. You had a similar situation with what BYU and Bronco Mendenhall has with Taysom Hill. Joey Harrington, the Heisman campaign, the giant uh, billboard in Times Square. What's it like as a coach to try and go through a season with a Heisman Trophy candidate like you did with Joey Harrington? You know, well, it's nice because you've got you've got a guy that obviously is a great player, and you know, when we talked to uh, Bronco yesterday. He started off the conversation by saying, "Let me say this: we have a very good quarterback, a very good player, and a very good leader, and he can cover up for a lot of deficiencies with our team." And I I think that that's one way to put it. I also talked to the administration just about the Heisman Trophy process and what they're doing, and they're sort of going along, and they're going to ramp it up. As Taysom makes plays, as he continues to gain ground in that, they'll put more things. They have the the website. All those things can be somewhat of a distraction, but it sounds to me as if the team, the coaching staff, recognizes what kind of player Taysom Hill is. He's he's a difference maker, and in that regard, I think everybody's very much supportive of what he can do and 
I don't think they're overstepping their bounds and trying to create things that are not there, but they're just you know, playing off of what he accomplishes on the field. Mike Bellotti, ESPN College football analyst, will provide color commentary for the game between BYU and Utah State tonight. 8.15 Mountain Time starts live on ESPN. He's with us on BYU Sports Nation. The last time a non-P5 won the Heisman was 1990, Andre Ware. The year before that was Ty, Ty Detmer. I may have my years off there by a year, but regardless, it's been a very long time. Can a non-P5 player legitimately win the Heisman Trophy? Yes, it, it just is few and far between, and I think it has to be an exceptional year in that um, a player has to just be so good and overcome scheduling, overcome the national perception that if you don't play at a Power 5 conference school, you're not as good. And I, I, we know that's not the case, uh, but but certainly... Taysom Hill, and, and look what happened to Marcus Mariota last night. Yeah. You know, he probably got knocked down a little bit. You know, guys like Gurley, guys like Petty. Uh, you know, they're just, uh, you know, some of the new youngsters on the block. Uh, Anu Solomon may be in that conversation. Sure. Kenny Hill certainly is. But it's just going to, it's such a fluid situation. And it's based on when you get that big stage, how do you do, how many people see it? When, uh, when you look at what Taysom's doing, he's not putting up astronomical numbers, but the fact that BYU is undefeated is certainly helping. And in your opinion, do you think BYU needs to blow some people out to have a chance to get in the New Year's Six, or is just winning enough? I think just winning's enough right now. I think certainly some people are going to look at, you know, margin of victory. Uh, it, you know, who knows, because it's the committee this year, and I don't know how transparent they're going to be about what their criteria is. Yeah. But I, I do think that Blowouts aren't necessarily in my mind, because I, I don't think that ups your status. I think winning a close game against a quality opponent where you're the prime mover in that game, that to me makes a greater statement about how important you are and how great a player you are. Mike Bellotti, ESPN College football analyst, former Oregon Ducks coach from 95 to 2008, when inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2014. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, Mike, tonight a big night for Jim McMahon. He was inducted into the BYU Hall of Fame. He'll be in the building. Do you have any sort of a relationship with Jim? Or, and if you don't, what do you think about his career in college and in the pros? Well, I, I don't have a relationship with him. I, I, I know of him. He's a character. I, I got a chance <laughs> to almost coach against him. Uh, I coached at Weber State in 79, and we had to play BYU. And I think Mark Wilson played that year in place of Jim McMahon. He was on the roster. Yeah, right, uh, You know, he's, he's an amazing athlete, uh, and he is a great athlete, but he's also a great quarterback. Um, you know, some of the issues with his career down the road are, are well documented. But, no, he sounds like a guy that would be very fun to have a conversation with, maybe very fun to go out and play golf or go fishing or just tell stories with. When you look at BYU's team, a lot of positives going on right now. What's one question, Mark, you still have about the Cougars? Well, I think if you talk to the coaches, there's two things. And, and one is Taysom's consistency as a passer, um, you know, when it's an obvious pass situation. He's a great runner, the, maybe one of the best dual threat quarterbacks. He has improved his accuracy. I think there's still times where his consistency is in question. And then the second thing is, from a defensive standpoint, it's 
more consistent pass defense when the ball's in the air. I know they were very frustrated. I think they do a great job against the run, but they're giving up more yardage than they want in the back end. And it's just, you know, as, as all coaches who coach secondary or talk about secondary plates, getting their eyes right. They're primarily a zone team, so it's really hard. People think zone should be easy. Zone is much more difficult to teach than man-to-man. Man-to-man, I got that guy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change. But in zone, you've got a key, you know, sometimes one, two, and three. The receivers, who's the first guy, second guy, third guy? You've got to be aware of who's the deepest or widest in your zone. And they're doing a great job of that, but I think I know that they believe they can do better. Mike, no team is immune to an upset performance like we saw with Arizona and Oregon last night. What scenario would have to happen for Utah State to stun BYU in Provo? Well, the, the, the typical recipe is a couple of plays on special teams where you can either steal a possession, you can, in other words, going for it on fourth down, a fake punt, something like that, scoring, getting a return for a touchdown, getting a big play that sets up an easy touchdown, and then the other thing is turnovers. You create turnovers with your defense. You give your offense an opportunity uh, to take advantage of those. And, and the offense has to take advantage of turnovers. If you get a turnover in the red zone, you've got to capitalize with a touchdown. I think if I was Utah State, I would be saying we've got to get a couple plays on special teams that change the momentum of this game. We've got to create some turnovers. We've got to capitalize on the turnovers. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you try to create some momentum, and it may not be on the average down. It's going to be on third and fourth downs. But a lot of times your success on third down is predicated on how you do on first down. First down affects what ty- – is it a manageable third down, you know, whether you're on offense or defense. So it's, it's a complete game, but it's more a mindset. I think both of these teams respect each other. I don't think they look at the point spread. They, it's an in-state rivalry. And I do know that both, both coaching staffs have talked about how emotional they believe this game will be. Coach, we appreciate the time. You can watch Mike Bellotti on the call for ESPN tonight at 10.15 Eastern time. I also hope you're gaining some life expectancy back now that you're not a head coach anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, I hope so, too. My wife hopes so, too. No, I, I'll tell you what. I, I still get my football fix, and this is the way I do it. Uh, it's certainly not a stressful fact. My wife texted me last night after the Oregon game said, that, gee, this is too stressful. I'm glad you're not coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. All right. Thanks, guys. Mike Bellotti, former Oregon coach and college football Hall of Famer. I thought it was really interesting that he didn't delay when we asked him, can a non-P5 player win the Heisman Trophy again? Yes. Can BYU go undefeated? Yes. They have a, what chance do they have? Yeah, very good chance. Yeah, BYU doesn't have a Notre Dame or a Wisconsin like last year. I mean, I, every, BYU's going to be favored in every game they play the rest of the way, including 20-and-a-half tonight against Utah State. Which is just, whew, it's a do, lot. Do they need to win by 21 for everybody to be satisfied? 17-plus, man. Darren with the 17-plus. Wouldn't be a Friday or a game day without that, right? <laughs> Up next, we go behind the scenes to find out about Jim McMahon's push for graduation and the BYU Hall of Fame. This is Bronco Mendenhall. And you are in BYU Sports Nation. And we are in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. The Rock. Oh, yeah, they're camping out because they know this is a big-time game between BYU and Utah State tonight. party last night. Honoring Jim McMahon, a royal out. BYU trying to go 5-0 and and climb just a little bit higher in those college football rankings. Absolutely. Hey, one lucky fan's going to win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. 
or whatever bowl BYU plays in with our BYU Sports Nation. Take your fandom to South Beach contest. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSN. Miami, the contest ends tomorrow. So hurry up if you haven't already. Followed at BYU Sports Nation and tweeted using the hashtag BYUSN Miami. My skin gets pastier every day that I look at that advertisement. <laughs> yeah. You're not in Palm Springs anymore, dude. You live in <laughs> Saratoga Springs. That is true. That's a different kind of springs. My keys just fell out of my pocket. <laughs> okay. Live TV, baby. You got me all riled up, Jerem. That's all it took? Nice. I know, right? <laughs> Joining us now, Director of Student Athlete Academic Center at BYU, Trevor Wilson. Trevor, uh, I know you're a great basketball player, but apparently... <laughs> we play pickup all the time with you're, Trevor. You're a pretty smart guy, too, right? Um, I don't know if, if that's an accurate statement, but <laughs> it is good to be here because I thought you guys only existed on my Fantasy League noon basketball <laughs> okay. team. You're real. It's fun to actually... Yo, we actually do we things actually here We should do something besides, like, scrap around on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you worked closely with Jim McMahon in helping, uh, you know, helping him finish. Uh, tell us a story or two of your interaction with Jim and kind of how he went about this. Sure. Well, first of all, it was a it was a real special experience and uh you know, it's actually been in the makings for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Homo would probably tell you, you know, it's been 6 or 7 years I've been wanting wow. to do this okay. and push this and about 2 years ago we kind of uh we got some people together to really try and make this happen myself and Tom and many others, Jim Hamblin and we put together an academic plan that would help him meet his uh, graduation requirements and um, th- there were a couple of hiccups along the way, maybe just a, a couple highlights. One was uh, there was a time about a year ago maybe where it seemed to stall a little bit, and I was in a, a meeting with Tom and some others, and, and uh, there was, uh, um, you know, we were just trying to push some things and make sure that this happened. And, and uh, Tom got up uh, and was very passionate, even emotional, and just said, we have to graduate this uh, this guy, he's one of our guys. And he, Tom refers to a lot of BYU, former uh, BYU players or alum as, as BYU guys. And um, it was really in that moment for me that I was like, you know, this, this really is important. We've got to do this for this person. And, and Tom isn't just that way just for Jim McMahon. I mean, he's, he's that way very sincerely for, for many of the student athletes. So that, that was really a highlight. And then, of course, it was a highlight to, to go out to his home and help him finish um, get his coursework finished. So you're um, in what is it, Scottsdale, right? Uh-huh, you fly yeah. down there we and you're working there. with him. We fly down there and we're working with him. He Again, he was kind of at a point where it was pretty difficult for him to, to finish and he was a little bit frustrated. And uh, and we were up against some timelines and, and we just thought, you know, let's let's do what we do for all the student athletes. Let's just get in there and, and help him, you know, clear a path for him to finish this. And, and while I was there, I mean, I really realized some things about Jim that make this, you know, a really special thing. I, I kind of maybe had in my mind that Jim wants to be in the Hall of Fame and he wants, uh, you, you know, to, to have the opportunity to do that, but it, it really wasn't that at all. Jim, Jim wanted to graduate because he wanted to graduate from BYU. He'd made some promises to, to his family, his father in particular, and, and that was really the driving motivation, and that was just so impressive when I was at his, at his house to see that. And this wasn't easy for Jim. I mean, you know, a lot of, of college coursework is recalling information, and Jim has sure. the initial, you know, he's in the initial stages of dementia, and so memorizing facts is not easy. Yeah. So. That'd be tough. What will you remember most about 
the interaction you had with Jim and going through this process? Is there one memory or experience that sticks out among all the stuff that you just talked about? Yeah, there are some. Uh, One of the most, he had three assignments left in his public speaking class and, and, and they were speeches, but and you'd think, give Jim McMahon a microphone and he's going to do great. He does his public speech all the time. That, that's, you know, it's Jim at his best. But he had specific topics he had to do. And um, he started doing them. He became frustrated. And, and it was really difficult for him. And, and finally, Lori, his, his friend, who is a doll, by the way, she's just great for Jim McMahon and, and this whole process. She uh, sits us down and, and we have dinner. She cooks a very good roast, by the way. Nice. Side note. <laughs> it was great. Kind of got Jim settled down. We go back into the room where he was studying and we get we kind of present these assignments in a way that he really thinks he can finish them. And I kept saying to him, Jim, listen, um, the average student is not going to do a public speech as good as you can do it. And his response to that was, I don't want a good one. I want a perfect one. Mm. And, I mean, that was, that was mm. really neat. And then uh, maybe just another quick highlight. When we were all done with that and he'd finished that last assignment, we're celebrating, we're high five. Like, it's over. He's done it. He's got it, you know, everything done and completed. He... Uh, he calls his dad right away and says, you know, Dad, I've, I've done this. And that was a really special moment. Wow. We still kind of celebrate. I think I was even teary-eyed. And pretty soon we look around the room and we go, where's, where's Jim? And uh, <laughs> his friend Mike was there and he goes, well, I'll go find him. He goes out and he, uh, he comes back in. He goes, Jim's out cleaning up dog poop in the backyard. <laughs> Classic Jim McMahon. That's funny. I just graduated. Now I'm going to go take care of some stuff in the backyard. Now, is this special treatment for Jim, or is this something you do with no. other athletes like him? I, it is something that we would do for any uh, former student-athlete in similar circumstances. And, and our goal in the Student-Athlete Academic Center, it's, it really isn't about the athletics. It's about the academics. We want our people to graduate. Um, Thank goodness someone's worried about that, right? It's you guys, yeah. (laughs) And that's our our mission. That's our focus. When I was first hired, uh, Coach Mendenhall took me down to his office, and he showed me this board. And on this board was was pictures of guys. And he said, this is the group that keeps me up at night the most. And it's a list of guys who haven't graduated. And he Mm. said, these are... These are the guys I want to take care of. So we, we really try and reach out and, and help that group. So nothing special for Jim, but a very special moment, yeah. obviously. Hey, Trevor, we appreciate the time. Look forward to playing basketball with you again, kind of. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he, he embarrasses us, but hey, whatever. Thanks That's a lot, great guys. stuff. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks. Yeah, really good insight. The director of the Student Athlete Academic Center at BYU, Trevor Wilson, behind the scenes with Jim McMahon as he made his push for graduation. And now he will have his jersey retired tonight at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Bronco Mendenhall one-on-one. What does he think about the matchup with the Aggies? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Tonight, 9 Eastern, countdown to kickoff is live on BYU TV as BYU prepares to play Utah State. Jim McMahon will join us live on the set. Spencer Linton hosts that with Brian Logan, David Nixon, Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann, Lauren Frankham, Andy Boyce. I pointed geographically where they are in the stadium. 9 Eastern time. Don't miss it. Watch BYU warm up in the Royal Blues. Also, a reminder, tomorrow we've got a show. Countdown to conference. Countdown to general conference. (laughs) 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'll recap the Utah State game with one Steve Young. We will wake you up before conference starts. Yeah. There will be lots of yelling and celebrating. Your headband looks really good. Thanks. Uh, 
<laughs> Our friend Francisco Ruiz on Twitter. Jeremy Jordan and Spencer Linton are looking like Provo All-Stars <laughs> with headbands. <laughs> Thanks, Francisco. Hopefully they don't show up to church ball like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope. 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 I just show up to Gold's Gym like this. No, exactly. Matt? Yeah. Do you even sport, bro? Yeah. Do you even lift? I have an opportunity to Obviously talk to Bronco not. Mendenhall one-on-one each week. This week we did it. In the press box at Lavelle Edwards Stadium with the sun setting. And uh, talked about Utah State. With or without Chucky Keaton, what is BYU preparing for? That just one of the many topics we discussed. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall one-on-one right now on BYU Sports Nation. Bronco, game week after the bye week. Always interesting to come off a little bit of extra rest. But it seems like, compared to last year, the bye week hit at a little bit better time. Not in between Texas and Utah. You had some injuries you wanted to heal up. How did you feel about uh, where the bye week fell? Man, um, I always have mixed feelings. There's the argument for momentum, and you just keep playing, and then there's the argument for, as you're mentioning, healing. And um, Our team practiced very hard last week. Um, Now, as we get ready for um, playing Utah State Friday night, it seems like we haven't played for about, well, since last season. So um, there's good and bad. I think we are healthier. I think we're certainly eager to play, um, anxious to get back on the field. Um, at this point, it feels a little too long for me. You return a wealth of players yeah. off of injury, and uh, your coaches and your coordinators have said you're essentially at full strength, including Nick Kurtz and Jordan Leslie and Bronson Kafusi. At this point in the season in your coaching career, have you ever had a full strength team? Man, hard to, hard to even think back and remember that, but Probably, probably not as healthy um, as we are now going into Game Five, um, and Algie Brown comes back as well. So those guys all have critical roles on our team, and and are great leaders and great players and great people for us to have around. So the one downside is um, it looks like Brock Stringham might be out for the year with another surgery, and heartbreaking man as that guy tries so hard and is so strong mm-hmm. and is so physical, um, and so. Uh, but that is one player. Even though it's a significant player, it's not a handful, and so we're getting a handful back. Utah State, uh, this is a featured in-state game, and I, I use your, wor- your words there. No Utah on the schedule. Does that pump up the importance of, of this game? I think it pumps up the importance of this game, but I think it also, what we're hoping it does is, is uh, make a statement to college football at large and just saying, okay, here are the TV contracts, here are the different conference realignments, here is what's best for you from a self-serving or self-identifying purpose, and now at what expense? And uh, there are some that might want it to look more like um, the NFL minor leagues, and there are some that want it to be even more commercial than it is and more professional than it is. The rivalries in college football are are one of the things that make it truly special. And so um, when there is a beehive boot, um, when there is uh, the wagon wheel, when there are things, the little brown jug, there you can just keep naming them. When there are those things to play for, there's a regional influence. There's a reason for a state to be captivated, for a town to be captivated, for parts of different states to be captivated, to go cheer for their team. And it, it's... Um, I think it's just good for not only college sports, but states and society. You're ranked 18th and 19th in the respective polls. This is the highest you've been ranked since 2009. I believe the longest in terms of consecutive weeks you've been ranked since 2009. And I know the players are focused on the, on the one-game season. But can you use the excitement that is generated from a ranking in a way to motivate your team to, to want to stay at that level? You know, I, I really don't have to use it. Um, it's, it's so pervasive everywhere they go. That's what 
um, teachers are talking about friends, in-laws, parents, church members, uh, other students, uh, media. So that really takes care of their so itself, and it is exciting, and they have earned that through four weeks. There are eight more. And so for this snapshot in time, I hope they are enjoying it and listening to the point where, man, this is fun. And then what we really try to do is the minute they come into our building, it's, um, yeah, exactly right. How did you get better during the bye week as a team? What I think we did is we were able to, through, through four weeks, identify a few things that needed um, um, some addressing at a little bit higher level. And we were able to do that in a competitive setting against each other. And now that we are scoring um, a significant amount of points, we are jumping out ahead of people pretty quickly. Um, teams are having to be more aggressive to try to play from behind and catch up, which means more downfield throws, deeper um, sets in the pocket. Um, and so really being able to go after other quarterbacks. We put two of the four out already that we've played, but also making plays downfield on the balls. We've mm -hmm. addressed that. And then conversely, making sure that we can continue to develop our passing game and enough significant downfield throws to complement what we're already doing. And so it was a great kind of trade-off in terms of our offense against our defense, targeting just a few areas of the program while maintaining the core that we could work on. We have a good idea of what Jordan Leslie can do. Mm. What does the addition of Nick Kurtz now for the first time this season give to you and your desire to develop your downfield passing game? It just gives us one more weapon and one more fresh body who is super capable. So um, Nick Kurtz is a blend of Mitch Matthews and Jordan Leslie. Mm. You put those two together, and I really thought coming out of fall camp that the most productive and most impressive receiver through fall camp mm. until he got hurt was Nick. And so that doesn't mean today that he comes right back as, as that same uh, caliber and prepared player. But he is fast, he's big, he has excellent hands, he's explosive, he's dynamic. And so now you start to think about Jordan Leslie, Mitch Matthews, Nick Kurtz, Devon Blackman, <laughs> etc. It starts becoming um, deeper and more, um, more explosive. Bronson Kafusi is also another key addition that comes back, and I know the pass rush is something that you've addressed a number of times. You want it to be there. Haven't had a quarterback sack in the past two games. Still won, but no quarterback sacks. What does he bring back to the team with his return? Um, when Matt Millen came in to, to um, cover one of our games, it was interesting, and he's, um, for whatever people think of him, he's, he understands football. And so I sat down to do a, a pre-broadcast interview and he said, what I see, and he listed a number of things off, and he said, you need a, um, a featured pass rusher. We've had that in Ziggy. We've had that in Kyle. Bronson really fulfills that role for us. It's nice to have a player that if you can get him one-on-one -on -one and do it consistently, there's a great chance he's going to win and get to the quarterback. And so besides that, then when you look at throwing the ball, especially short to that side of the field or quickly when you're talking 6 seven-ish with that wingspan, when his arms go up, he basically blocks out from the curl to the flat that side and is discouraging to the quarterbacks of even trying to deliver the ball quickly that way. So there is an impact that he makes, and um, it'll be fun to see exactly where his help is as he comes back. He's certainly capable of playing, and, and hopefully it's 100%, but we'll see. Final question for you, the hoopla surrounding this game with mm. Jim McMahon having his number retired and... Uh, I guess the Royal out, the uniforms, mm -hmm. players get super amped up about that. It's a Friday night on ESPN. What kind of an atmosphere 
do you expect when your team shows up to play on Friday night with all this going man, on? I, I've learned now that, man, it's, it's really not what I expect. It's what I hope. Um, <laughs> and what I hope is the stadium is full. What I hope is that the players can't wait to play the game. What I hope is that Jim McMahon has a fantastic homecoming and feels truly honored and um, appreciated for what he did in leading BYU's football program. And I hope um, the nation through ESPN can see another really strong performance of BYU football. And so the nation can, again, continue to acknowledge what we're doing and why we're doing it. Michael Elisa told me there were some deliberations on the uniform combinations. Have you deliberated about what you will wear for the Royal <laughs> I haven't deliberated what I'm going to wear. Mike is kind of our uniform specialist. <laughs> I was asking the leadership council if there's handbags or purses that are going. I mean, they were into socks and gloves. And at that point, I excused myself. Yeah, come on, guys. I, I'm just, you know... I wanted to say, who cares, but <laughs> this generation cares, and so um, I hope they have it sorted out. I'll wear what's ever in my locker. Fantastic. Coach, thanks. Good thanks. luck to you. Okay. BYU football all access with the head coach, Bronco Mendenhall, talking about uniform combinations. I think Michael Elisa told us that at one point Bronco said, do you, do you want a matching purse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's cla- that hashtag Bronco humor. Yes, yeah. yes it is. Bronco snark. Hey, you may know her as at UCLA Grad 90 on Twitter. Here or she as is, right here. What Jamal Williams' mother, Nicole. We're getting swaggy on the set next. BYU super fan and mom. You wanted her, BYU Sports Nation. Here she is. And now you got her. She joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Swagadocious. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on a Friday. This is how we do it. And that's how the Rock does it. This is how we do it. I had to bust out my Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. Uncle Uncle Montel, man. (laughs) We showed you before we left uh, for the commercial break, Nicole Williams bringing swag to the BYU Sports Nation We just got way set. cooler up here all of a sudden. Yeah. Trying to f- of yep. course. Oh, yeah. At J Swag Daddy's mom, Nicole Williams here. You are, you are a regular viewer of the show, and we appreciate that. And you are all swagged out. I'm all swagged out. Is this every day, or is this game day special? I'm swagged out every day. <laughs> <laughs> I always stay ready. Is that where Jamal gets it? It's yes, from you? From me. You, so you are the, the reason that the swag exists. Exactly. I'm swag mama. The swag with two Gs. That's right. Okay, we saw you dancing when Jerem was busting out Montel Jordan. Well, yeah, we won't comment on what, on what that was. <laughs> okay. But your, your dancing was fantastic. Jamal loves to dance. Where did he get his dance moves from? Is, can we credit that to you as well? Yes. Uh well, I can't do my dance moves right now, but okay. I am going to do a. If they go undefeated, I'm going to do a undefeated BYU dance. <laughs> can't there wait. is an undefeated BYU dance. Yes, and there's also a Swag Daddy dance too. I don't. Have you heard the his song Phenom? Yes. My cousin does music and made that song for BYU, and then Jayla did. The Swag Daddy dance. Okay. So there is a Swag Daddy dance that goes with the Phenom song. This is fantastic. I love it. Now, your family has all sorts of athleticism. Jayla is uh, one of the top hurdlers in the state of California. She's flying all over the country being recruited. Jamal's here at BYU succeeding. Uh, Would you care to share the wealth of talent with some of the rest of us that are not as fortunate, please? Um, Please? They get it from (laughs) their mama. (laughs) I get it from my mama. I get it from my mama. That's just a taste maybe of the undefeated dance. Yes. Uh, So you're at UCLA grad 90. Yes. What was your athletic experience? 
Um, I went to UCLA. I ran track. Um, far away from home, back in my days, there was no cell phone pager all that. Like what? So I was pretty much out on my own. Yeah. But I had a really great experience at UCLA. I liked it. And how did Jamal get involved with BYU originally? Well, I wanted him to go to UCLA at first, mm-hmm. but UCLA was tripping. So, <laughs> so they wanted him as linebacker, but really? he wanted to be running back. So we just started. He started looking, and Coach Crutchfield is his coach. Mm-hmm. So he was Former like BYU from BYU corner. Corner, sorry, yeah. yeah. That's right. So he was like, have you tried BYU? And was like, no. So we sent his film. And the next day, Coach Weber was at the school. Wow. I was like, oh. The next day? The next day. Wow. He was at the school. And he eventually, uh, he gets he got recruited by some other, Boise State, right? Boise Oregon. State. Was he offered a scholarship from Oregon? Yes. And he turned down Oregon for he, BYU. He turned down Oregon. Actually, I told him to go on the visit. Yeah. Their pres- they was at the house for like two hours. Their yeah. presentation was like the bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, just go. Just go. He's like, no, Mom. I made a commitment to BYU, and I'm going to BYU. Wow. Wow. And, and I, I remember- was like, can I take the trip? <laughs> yeah, can I, go? I remember that signing day special we did where BYU had signed some kid named Jamal out of Fontana, California. And Blaine Fowler said, that's the guy that will have the biggest impact out of this recruiting class. And he had a record freshman-setting year. So he, he stuck out on film for sure. How has he done in your eyes so far through now two and a half seasons? I'm very, very proud of him. I, I'm just excited. I love football, and I think he's doing a great job. He's growing up. Jamal was 17 when he came to college. So, That's you wild. know, when they we used to go places, they had to fax me over the sheets so I can sign for them. And sure. So, I mean, he was, he was young. He was a little boy. Can you tell us something we don't know about Jamal that we absolutely need to know that we can razz him about or whatever? Um, Jamal is not boyfriend material. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm wow. working on it. But wow. ladies, you have to play video oh. games. He doesn't like talking and texting on the telephone. And on Sundays, don't bother him. Okay. That is fantastic. Thank you for being with us, Nicole. Yes, that's exactly what we wanted. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. You know who it's going to. Jim Jim McMahon. McMahon. What a night. Headbands up. Keep sending your Twitter responses in using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Mike Bellotti, Trevor Wilson, Bronco Mendenhall, and, of course, Nicole Williams. Swag mama. All swagged out. BYU Sports Nation will sign off for now. We'll see you tonight for the game live on ESPN 815 Mountain. Join us for Countdown to kick off at 7 Mountain with Jim McMahon on this set. Game day! Game day! Let's go!